0: Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I'm your host, Louise Solis, and with me is my very, very, very talented friend. She is my sister from another mother and father, the mixtress, DC Gina. (laughs) Louise,
1: how are you? I'm good. How are you? Holding up. Hanging out at 2.40. Yeah. Yeah. We're over at Bubble and Bergen. Chilling. Yep. Serving out every day? (sighs) Yes. Serving the COVID way, if you will, right? Oh, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, hey, gotta like, do what we gotta do, right? I mean, contactless is the new thing. So we're there.
0: We are. So All let's, right. let's, um, let's get into this, right? All yeah, right. Play so in I have. Mood, yeah, let's, let's do this. Okay, so I have a little test for you. I know you love these. I know you absolutely love these. So I'm gonna throw out some first names to you. Um, they happen to be siblings, and I want you to tell me their last names. You ready? I, okay. Mark and Donnie. Osmond. Mark and Donnie? I don't know Wahlberg. Oh yeah, what's that, Osmond? Awesome? <laughs> little Marky Mark. Yeah. Okay. I don't so I know this stuff, Louise. Okay, here we go. These are easy. The like things I know: Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Rob Kardashian. Now there I know. Alec, Daniel, William, and Stephen Baldwin. Yep. Okay. Now I'm going to make them hard. Orville and Wilbur. Redenbacher. Almost. White brothers. Yeah, I don't know. There you go. (laughs) Okay, and then this one's a little hard Jacob and Willem. Um, Nothing. Bible. They're they're the Grimm brothers. Okay, I don't know. All those dark stories. Um, And then last but not least, this one is my favorite on the list. And this is going way back. Harpo, Chico, Zeppo, and Groucho. I mean, I
1: know who they are. With, with the uh, uh, Marx Brothers. Yes, very good. You just yeah. win. Ding, 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 ding. I'm <laughs> terrible at this shit. Don't <laughs> yeah, but you're so much smarter I than mean, me. I
0: like stumping you. You have
1: Five levels of cheese that come from France when you have a triple cream. I mean, really.
0: Move <laughs> so on. I told you you're smarter than me. I just do the fun stuff. All right, go. Okay. go. So, speaking of well-known siblings, this all makes sense now, leads me into today's designated drinker. He is um, restaurateur, author, and celebrity chef, Brian Bottaggio. Well, okay. I don't do the show, Brian.
2: Hey. Hi. How are you guys?
0: Hi, Brian. <laughs> I knew you you'd say know Brian that Brian and
2: Michael. That would have been a good one.
0: I would yes. have gotten that. Well, I figured you'd tell us that part.
2: <laughs> all so, right, shall we so, uh,
0: start this off right, Gina?
2: Yeah, so right. my job is just to drink here, is what you're saying?
0: Absolutely, and be incredibly right. entertaining.
2: So so we're gonna start out with shots. Let's do it,
0: shot, 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 shot. Well, Tina, I'm doing tequila. Is to it to
2: use my jigger as a, as a shot glass?
0: Kind of Not perfect. in COVID time.
2: Okay. You do what you do. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Salute. Salute.
2: For the record, everybody. It is only two thirty, and so from what I understand and hear is that during COVID, there's been a lot of um, people day drinking.
0: No idea what you're talking yeah.
2: about. Yeah, you you have no idea what I'm talking about. I hear that everybody in their home office now has a bar.
0: Well, um, considering this is, I'm the host of the designated drinker show. It's called Professional Drinking, Brian.
2: Got it. Professional drinking. Yes. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> So I, this is where I earn my status? Is that yep. what you're saying?
0: Exactly. We'll see how long you can hold up. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> this I need a drink.
2: Sprint? I, I just, just let me know what's going on here. Well,
0: day drinking, I think, is the marathon, right? The marathon. But, you know, shows aren't that long, so we'll see what how much damage we can do to you in a short okay. period
2: of time. <laughs> Well, I, I specifically didn't plan a chair here, so I had to stand up the entire time.
0: <laughs> Keep yourself uh, ah. balanced. You know when it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it's not but, long enough to fall down Brian we've, we've been doing this a long time I right? can lean
2: on the counter a little bit
1: so you <laughs> yeah <know. laughs> just you're a tall guy right
0: <laughs> yeah sure I'm not sitting I'm standing you'll be fine you'll be fine <laughs> so Brian All right, let's go let's do this um so celebrity chef how the hell did that happen
2: um I I don't understand that term anymore and what that means I'm just a cook you know and so there was a time where um uh, I got on this little TV show called Top Chef. Yes. Um, and it was back in 2009 when I first filmed that. Um, I had just opened my first restaurant in Frederick, Maryland. Uh, I left um, the baby that I worked my my entire career essentially to open after only seven months to go film this random TV show that somebody asked me to do. Just so happens my brother also is competing. Uh, I came down to the end, it was just the two of us. Uh, Michael ultimately took the title. Um, and I guess at that point, the first sort of glimpse of celebrity chef that I understood was I went to my local gas station. It was this little Exxon. I was just filling up my car and a guy came over with a receipt and was like, Hey man, can you sign this? And it was just a gas receipt. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, dude, I'm not going to pay for your gas. Like I, don't <laughs> I was so confused. Like why somebody would ask me for that? So no, I just want your autograph. And he points over the stack of newspapers, He's like, you're that dude that's on the front of that newspaper over there. Oh, that's so cool. It was my local paper, the Frederick News Post. And they were talking yep. about Top Chef in the upcoming season. And my picture was there. And so that was my first, I guess, brush with celebrity.
1: Was that yeah. Neil chasing you around? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it was not Neil, no. But <laughs> Neil remembers when I left to go and do this, for sure. So he held the fort down while I was uh, off filming in Hollywood. So uh,
0: for for our listeners, um, ironically, Neil and Brian are from the same hometown, correct?
2: Yes, we are. Yeah. Yep, we sure are.
0: And Neil worked for Brian for years. From
2: more closer to Frederick, but we grew up together. We've known each other for years. We worked in a lot of the same places, and we've remained friends. What a small world! Five years.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So it, they just found you like out of the blue. You're just walking down the street one day. How does that happen? I'm like, really, honestly, like, I mean. What,
2: to go on the show? Yeah. Yeah, so how that happened was I got this uh, phone call from my brother actually first. And at the time, Marcel, who is a pretty <laughs> big name has been in the show, uh, was working with Michael at the Bazaar in, in Los Angeles. So a restaurant, Jose Andres, just opened. And Michael was the chef there. Gotcha. Um, they reached out during casting always reach out like even already now they're reaching out to me to cast the next season. Like, you know, who what names can you put up?
0: Oh, that makes and sense.
2: And so they put up Michael and they were looking at that particular year at James Beer nominees. Volt was uh nominated for Best New Restaurant. And so was the Bazaar where I was up for chef. I mean one of the two. And so basically Michael and I were both on a on a nomination list. And so oh, Top awesome. Chef was and I know Tom in particular, they were looking for people to cast that had you know, a little bit more chops, like they've been in the the restaurant industry for a little bit longer. And so I received this phone call while I was working service. And they're like, hey, do you want to come on and kick your brother's ass on top, Chef?" And I was like, what? And like, you know, it was after I'd go off the phone with him. He's like, these people are going to call you just, just hear them out. And, and, uh, somehow I got dragged into it. So. somehow
0: kicking and screaming, but it, it
2: was, <laughs> you know, it turned out to be really worth it. Top Chef has been an incredible thing for us. Um, you know, I've, I've not only gone on once and, and been in a finale, I went on to masters as well. I was in the finale for that. And now I'm in the current season. That's so.
0: awesome. Does it, the stress, does it really get you? Or it's just yeah, of it all. Or is it like because watching it, I mean, that's part of the drama of watching the show, right? And yeah. editing. We can ask Janice about editing. She edits the hell out of us and we sound so much better in the end. Um, and so yeah. watching it as a viewer, you feel the stress of like competing on that level. And um, fortunately, because I know Gina, we I have been introduced to quite a few um of your type, as I do uh, air bunnies or uh, air quotes. Um is it like, like you know, does it really get, is it as intense as it feels like?
2: Yeah, it's very intense. You know, so, you know, I, I for some reason decided to go back and try this a third time, right? And, um, are, are, we, are we drinking again? Oh yeah, why not? <laughs> While we tell this story, because it, it is stressful.
3: I just going to drink.
2: So to come back and do it, you know, after knowing what it's like to go through this already twice, um. Yeah, you you have to be you have to love the competition. You have to understand the competition. Um, and competing in this season, in particular, there's they're all seasoned competitors. They're great chefs in their own right. They've gone yeah. off and done you know incredible things. They've opened restaurants. They've you know been been chefs and executive chefs of, of you know major companies. And so you know these people coming back, all of them, including me, you know, have been in this kitchen before. So it's that much harder this season. You know, it's it's not just a bunch of new people trying it out. And so the challenges have been harder. Yes, it's stressful. They want us to to look like we're under stress. It's none of it's easy. Um, And sometimes you even put food forward and you're like, uh, this could have been so much better (laughs) if I was at home in my own kitchen, because you got the time constraints, you got the challenge constraints, you're running around, you're in a new kitchen, you're you're trying things for the first time. And if you have a 20 minute or 30 minute quick fire, this is the first time you've created this dish. I mean, yeah. you want to rely on your repertoire and things that you've done before in order to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. But if the challenge demands something and it's something you've never done before, you know you're throwing caution to the wind. Yeah. And uh, what was
0: the dish that they like, kind of really threw you? Like you're like, I'm going to use what? Was there one of those moments?
2: One of the moments, like a, in a mystery what? ingredient,
0: or like was there a moment when they gave you a lineup like those twenty minute, like do your quick fires where they? they asked you to do something that was like, you're like, I like you hit a wall. Like, you're like, I don't know what the um, fuck I'm going to yeah, do that with
2: happens that. happens a lot. So, <laughs> you know, it just, you, it's, it's at a moment's notice. As soon as they announce a challenge, you have like 30 seconds to, to compose a dish in your head and run for the ingredients or, you know, run for the cooking element that you need, whether it be, oh, I got to take over the fryer because I got to do this, you know? So there's a lot of like, <laughs> um, there's a lot of emotion. A lot of, um, you know, ideas are constantly just firing off as you're trying to compose this dish. And yeah, I mean, I'm not one to be good at quick fires. I think everybody knows that if you've watched the show and you've watched me and my seasons, um, you know, (laughs) just this this season was the first time that I've won a quick fire and it was in a team challenge. And it was the first challenge. It was the very first episode. (laughs) And it was like my first quick fire win. I guess I I, I didn't didn't realize that. that. at The stats, I had no idea I'd never won one. And so to get that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. I want some more. I haven't had one yet, but hopefully I will. Maybe this week, I don't know, who knows. <laughs> You'll have to watch.
1: I want to say one thing, I've been watching this season and it's one of my favorite seasons. I think it's because maybe we know everybody on this one, but watching all of you really compete like in your own elements, you like knowing your cooking and like knowing Jen's and knowing like everyone's, right. as much as you say it's like, you know, you don't have time, you can see your, like, from somebody that's eaten in your restaurant, you can see the dish coming together and the way that you do, like, your marriage of, like, savory and sweet and, like, well, actually more and more acidic and sweet. And, like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: watching you do it make, and, like, not having that pressure of, like, you feeling like you when you were on the first season is amazing to see the difference because, like, you know, I've known I've known Brian a very long time, like a long, long time, and we've come up in this business. And but to see like the the confidence, it's the confidence. It's it's that I got it, and it or goes we out. We just
2: hide it extremely well. No, the, the, the confidence is out here. What's going on right here? No, I don't then, mean
1: it in a bad then, way. Yeah. I mean like, <laughs> it's, it's all front. Me, <laughs> but I mean it like you can. It's a definite difference. you know, you're talking 10 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 12, 11 years. There is a difference in the way that you put things down, and there's definitely a more effortless beauty to the way that you just even cook things, because the repetition's even longer. And I find to see that is so amazing, and now I understand the difference between, and not just from that show but in life, I feel like I've understand the difference between like the really good cook and like. The seasoned master, because there becomes a, a fluidity to your cooking, to writing if you're a writer, to music if you play an instrument, whatever it is, it just it looks so easy that anyone could pick up a pan and go, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally make this skate wing and I'm gonna flip it just like they did on TV because it was just so like flip right. For Liz, you're like yeah. I'm gonna do it and. And then you do it and then your house is on fire and you have cognac <laughs> everywhere and you're calling somebody to help. Your and skate's on the floor. Skate wings on the floor. <laughs> and you just paid $14 a fucking pound for it, but... Except
2: you don't have Tom, Padma, and Gail looking at you with this stare.
1: Yeah, it's I like, bet you. It's so good. <laughs> I, I really that's wish we difference. knew the end results before we aired this, but we're not going to. And like that's fine. Because regardless, win or lose, I... I'm so honored and proud to know you because like literally it's it's a thing of beauty. And like, oh, I just well, want to you. put that out there.
2: And thank I don't you. ever I compliment
1: that. Brian just so everyone's
2: <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's do another shot then. Right? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's call- do another Shotsman.
1: shot. You
0: better do a shot to that one, Brian. Wait, let's talk <laughs> about what we're drinking, everyone. So everyone today- Are actual. we even
2: going to get to the cocktail or am I already going to be done Yeah, we're, gonna do we're just going <laughs> to do another <laughs>
1: shot while we're at anyway, it. Like, let's talk, so let's- so all of our guests get to pick up Mezcal. So each one of us is drinking a different Mezcal. I have um, El Silencio. Brian, what are you drinking?
2: I'm drinking Del Magway, the um, San Luis del Rio. Um single. beautiful
1: terroir from, mezcal. from Oaxaca.
2: You know, I was first drinking? introduced to that when I first came to DC.
0: What the first restaurant? time I
2: ever had that Mezcal was when I was a chef at Charlie Palmer Steak.
0: Oh God, that this was is going hilarious.
2: way back. Was that and, when it was first so, released
0: in the U.S. though, Gina? Wouldn't that be around that time? No, a little What's bit that? earlier than that, but not by much. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, it was 2003 for me. Yeah. And I remember when they came in the first time, you know, the, the rep came in and I started, um, you know, tasting through it. And, you know, I, I remember telling Charlie, I was like, we got to carry this. Like, this is amazing stuff. And so I've always been partial to it. But I like all, all mezcal. I love the smokiness. I love making cocktails with it. I can't wait to try what you're going to be making uh, for us today.
0: So you did ask about mine, Gina. Mine is, actually, I went, I went tequila because everyone knows that's my agave spirit of choice. I love mezcal, but I'm definitely, uh, if you give me a pressure, this is actually, we brought this back from Mexico. We go quite often and my luggage is much heavier coming back than it Ooh. is going because I, Fill my bags with tequila, and this one's a Casa Chica, and it's 100% uh, añejo. And it comes in; this, they all have these beautiful uh, terracotta bottles, and they're all hand painted, um, so they're really beautiful and well done. What's that? You save the bottles? Yeah, and then I what use do you do them with it? water. They're really great for water because they're made of terracotta. So if you were to um, actually I, and actually, that's where this comes from. Um, you can get water vessels in Mexico to put water beside your bed and the terracotta keeps it cool throughout the evening. Um, so that's what I end up doing with these. Like when I have, um, I keep these and when you come and stay in, in the Gina suite, down <laughs> I in the lower my nervous level, when you need your uh, staycation moment, um, that's what you'll have water in, your, in next to your bed. It won't be tequila. I mean, it could be, it's not far from there. Well, but yeah, I
2: mean, you could have two. You, you could have one with tequila and one without. Well, you need,
0: you need that. You need a little hydration with the tequila. Remember we're professional. Yeah, one and one. Mm -hmm. That's for my nervous breakdown. So that's all that
1: matters. Um, I have a question and then, and then we'll make a cocktail. So Brian is, um, Brian's kind of, so some of the things that Brian's like, so all the things that you've done, you're opening your own restaurant and putting like, how do you, I, I know for me it was one way, but like, I never, don't think I've ever asked any of my chef friends when you transition from like working from somebody like Charlie Palmer, right. And you go from like, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a legend. Okay. You go from that and then you open your own place and you take this risk. Like what was in your gut? Why did you pick Frederick to open such a high end in the beginning? Like we're talking Um, over a
2: decade. Yeah, no, I picked, I picked Frederick um, even before, I, not before I worked for Charlie, because I did an externship in between, but when I was at the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York, we had to do, um, as part of the curriculum, we had to build a restaurant. And it was all done on paper. You wrote menus. You, you know, it's kind of like the business plan, the first one. And I based it on a restaurant in an old brownstone in Frederick, Maryland called Spires. Like that was because we're known for Spires. And so... Hmm. Um, you know, wrote out the whole menu, you know, talked about the ambiance, the wine list, the whole nine yards. 10 years after graduation, um, well, 10 years and six months after it, I opened Volt. Wow. So I I think I always knew I wanted to go back to my hometown and open this restaurant. Um, the pathway that, you know, I took to get there was, you know, unexpected. Um, you know, I didn't know that I was going to end up with that. Beautiful restaurant and you know, being downtown in this iconic building. But it all kind of came together. It's 12 years old now. I mean, unfortunately, right now it's closed, you know, but we're in different times now. Um, and what it'll reopen to, who knows? I mean, but I opened up a fine dining restaurant in um not a rural city because it's the second largest city in Maryland, but you know, north of DC, west of Baltimore, it's not a metropolitan area. So there is risk. I mean, on top of it, I also opened it up in August of two thousand and eight, and in September, we all know what happens. So, oh, Lord. we went into a deep recession. Like yeah. I'm like when we go to reopen this restaurant, it's like I'm starting back, you know, again. This in similarity to to what it was like when I first opened a restaurant. You know, like the economy is going to be, you know, sort of, um, you know, uncertain, and you know who knows what it's going to be like to open up a restaurant again. During these times, and you know, Volt's a fine dining restaurant. You know, it requires table service, it requires all kinds of things that we're gonna to have to re engineer in order to create the experience that we're looking for. And so I'm nervous about it, but I'm also excited because, you know, I know that we can evolve because cooks and chefs, we always do, we always find a way out and, and mixologists. <laughs> um, we always find our way around things and we always figure it out. And so, um, you know, you it's scary, but yet exciting.
1: Sure. Do you think that, like, as part of like the reopening, and I and, I'm, and I asked this question because, like, being in the business, like, I feel like this is something that's on everybody's mind. You're going to reopen. Do you? Is this your opportunity to change something that you wanted to change? Is this your opportunity to say, you know what, I, Volt was and it's amazing the way that we did all these things, but now operationally, I'm going to change X. Yeah. What do you? Re- well, we are going
2: to think about that, and two, and what the consumer is going to want. You know, um, I'm already thinking now, like shared plates. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know wow, what I mean. You're right. not going to sit down in a business lunch or dinner with people that you barely know and share food. Not under these circumstances, and so that's going to be interesting. Or how would you do that? Um, you know, I'm seeing more individualized service. I'm, I'm also seeing, you know, what I think that people are going to gravitate towards, especially in my world on the food side, is how manipulated is a dish. Like, how many times did somebody touch that? Like oh, th- People are going to start thinking about yeah. that. So it's going to be less components, more um, recognizable flavor combinations. I, I don't want to use the term comfort food, but I mean, to, to make it easy for this conversation, people are going to want to understand what they're eating. They're going to want to know where it came from, you know, how many times it was touched. You know, they're going to recognize the dish. They're going to they're have a classic they can sort of lean back on and be like, okay, I'm comfortable with that. I I will eat that.
0: That's an interesting um, point of view that obviously somebody who's not from in the industry, we often don't think about like one of the things that I, I, there's a brand, there's a pizza company that's actually toting that already. They tell you that it's never touched once it leaves the oven. Like it's never touched by hands and a person from advertising and branding, I Immediately clued in on or cued in on that note. I was like, "Oh, that's a different strategy that is playing off a psyche that is exactly what you're talking about." And to think about that on a larger scale or a grander scale, and even in a more fine dining restaurant, where I mean, you're notorious for this, right? Like your face, right. like as you and and I didn't even think about the fact that how that's going to play off the psyche of of your consumer. And your, you your get patient? the pizza out of the oven without touching it. It's, I,
2: I, you know, really? I, I'm just fucking a fucking magician. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <They're> like- <laughs> you just levitate. You just hold I know, your hand like,
1: out. You I mean, you got to put it on a, on a peel and pull that thing out no matter but what. I think at yeah, some point. What's the brand? Well,
2: I mean, and not like touching it, you know, I mean, obviously people are going to be hy- hypersensitive. I mean, every kitchen pretty much right now is open, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it, it's going to be about how you're handling food, how you're touching it, and how you're using tools to, to place food onto a plate. You know, you're gonna be scrutinized if you're not doing it under the right conditions and what we should already be doing. You know, I mean the other thing is um, you know, I, I think now it, it's it's just going to need to require that there's less steps involved, you know, to that's to, an interesting to execute point of view that people are gonna be feeling comfortable eating.
0: I I, I I can't see that you'd be wrong in that. It's just it's a, such a space of unknown. Let's see, but you know what I don't know, Gina? What? Or what I do know? What? I do know what I want to drink.
1: Oh, look, I'm like, are you going to tell me what the name of the pizza company is? Because now it's all I'm going to look
0: up to. One thing
2: we don't need to worry about, that we, we have sanitizer here. Exactly.
0: So, we are cleansed yeah. on the inside. So, and I'm going to move my, I'm going to move my.
2: the bars back open. <laughs>
1: I'm going to move my little view. All
0: right. I love so, your shakers. Let's talk about.
2: So it. We'll hold on, up. are we doing shots or are we doing? Uh, We're gonna it's make a cocktail
0: time, but you can do a shot. I'll do one with you. We'll put We're one gonna do.
2: Come on, now! I thought you're a professionals over here.
0: What I thought would let's be. Cheers! Cheers!
2: Cheers! Cheers! Okay, Ooh. what I
1: thought would be kind of fun for us to do is two drinks. Well, I'm gonna do two drinks. You're gonna do your drink that we gave you at home, right? I'm a- okay. Yeah,
2: I'm only doing one, right?
1: You're only doing one, and I'm going to make sure that I remember First exactly foremost, what we are doing.
2: Can can I get a critique on my my bar setup here? Like, how did, how I, well did I do? I think it Is looks all my mise in place?
0: So I'm just going to say it's yeah. an art director spot I got on. Got my
2: herbs that you asked for.
0: And that could have been any herbs. So like
2: was, I'm going to let you talk about it. But I think you know. did pretty good. Look at that.
1: All right, so. Let's build this drink, because I'm gonna make, so you're gonna start building your drink as I give you the specs, and I'm gonna build two drinks at one time, and I'm gonna talk about making a, a mezcal last a minute.
2: Hold on, I got a question. Go. How come your shaker tins are the same size as mine or not?
1: Because my tops are here.
2: Oh, you're making two drinks. Yeah. Okay.
1: You're I'm really sorry. pretty, Brian.
0: You're very pretty. All
1: right, so let's start with novice, the drinks. That, novice, so we're gonna okay. start with your drinks that we're doing, and we are going to do um, two ounces of mezcal. And then in the other am I doing this with you? Sure. Yes.
2: I gotta put ice in the in the big side or the small side?
1: On uh, the big side but no ice. No ice okay. yet. No ice yet. You wanna- No do ice, Brian. No ice. You're ahead of game. Two ounces you said, Gina? Two ounces.
2: Two ounces? Two ounces.
1: And then we're gonna if do If you
2: overdo it, is that okay?
1: Obviously. You're at home. That's the best part, right?
2: You're okay. not driving. I did my two you're not
1: driving. So then we're gonna do one ounce of pineapple juice. Okay. One ounce of apple juice. Oh, gotta grab
0: my apple juice.
1: Left it in
2: the refrigerator. One ounce of pineapple juice.
1: Half an ounce of ginger syrup. And now this
2: one is- One ounce of on. apple juice?
0: Yes, she's yep. so fast, Brian. We gotta go fast. It's like that, that No, sure no, 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 fire. no,
1: I'm gonna, I want you guys to build these drinks at the same time, so I'm trying to go through the things. Then you're gonna put in a sprig of whatever herb you have growing, you like, you're just in love with time, Put some thyme in there. Oregano does it for you, it makes you get all wild inside, put some oregano in there. What about cilantro? Sure, if you like cilantro, absolutely. So now on the other, and as you're going to leave this near, your tin for a second because I'm going to talk about the other drink as we're going to do as a chef, this. I
2: use Maldon salt on my uh. Sure. That, that works. It?
1: And you can do kosher salt as well. So what we're going to do next is you're going to take your um, rocks glass and you're going to give it a little rim of salt. If you're not a salt rimmer and you're not into it, that's fine. If you want to shake this drink and serve it up, also fine,
0: love me some salt. So, so I put the
2: herbs inside the tin.
0: Yep, just a spray.
2: Is mint okay? Yes, okay.
1: And then you're gonna top so your works. Yeah, and then you're gonna fill your um shaker tin three quarters full of ice or just the top.
2: And Got then, it. whenever
1: you guys are all ready, we're gonna shake together.
2: Now, I put this thing on top here, right? Whoops, yes. sorry.
1: Are you putting it All on top right. of your head, I'm not even <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready when you are. OK, here we go. Here we go. Oh. How
2: many times do we shake, You know. Hey.
1: What? You're not shaking? Shake the cocktail. I'll tell you when. Oh. What?
0: <laughs> I think Brian and I are failing. <laughs>
1: You guys need to shake that cocktail harder, that's for sure. Oh. 100, not shaking enough. You All right, so I think I am trying
2: it for mine. So you you're gonna, in the. Uh...
1: So now that you have mint, if you happen to have a, a fine mesh sieve like this, use it. If you don't, don't. Perfect, everybody use it. So you're going to double strain vine. it over your fresh rocks. Or well, you could serve it up however you want it. OK. All right. And then you have a cocktail. And what oh, we- you don't
2: have garnish on yours. All right, so I'm doing that then, right?
1: Um, you can, I didn't like garnish. That?
2: Look, at, look hold yours up. I, I think they look pretty identical. They look pretty good.
1: Look at that. Wow. wow. Look at that. Win, win, win. That. Wait, can we take a picture of that, Janice? Can you do
0: a screenshot? Oh, one more time. Woohoo! Perfect. All right, here we go. Oh, wow.
2: So Ooh, now I'm going to give everybody,
0: I want to give, give,
2: I pretty. Ma- I make a pretty damn good cocktail when Gina tells me what to um, do.
1: <laughs> I love that. But wait, I want to say one cocktail really quickly that I really wanted to do, but I didn't know if you guys had all the ingredients. We're going to do a mezcal last word and I have three quarters ounce of um, Campari, three quarter ounce of uh, maraschino liqueur, three quarters ounce of chartreuse. And you're going to put all that in a glass. And then you're gonna do three quarters of an ounce of lime. Drop it. That's it. That's all that goes in this drink. This is one of my favorite cocktails ever to manipulate with mezcal. You're gonna give it a shake. And I didn't know if you had, had all of this so we didn't make it at home. But, look at this drink. Tell me this drink,
0: not just- it's Ooh, heavy. look how pretty. It's heaven. Beautiful, banged up. Do you garnish that? Nope, no nope. So,
1: we don't have any garnish. It is beautiful. What Cheers. I love about this concept,
2: now, I, you uh, didn't show me how to make that one, or I don't have the ingredients for it. So I know, I and that's why it. we didn't so do it. A I gosh. Only have this. this drink so, is a different color, but it still tastes yeah. good. Thank yep. you.
0: Cheers. So, look I at that. I actually have Gina's- all the stuff for that. Gina's in a giving mood. We have two recipes for this episode. Gina, where are they going to go get both those recipes? You're going to go to designateddrinker.show. What was that again? Uh, Designateddrinker.show. So Gina will have both of these recipes, plus all the other recipes from every episode before this one. Uh, And then, of course, we'll also have some more little information on Brian. So... That brings me to, um, another thing I want to make sure everyone knows, Brian, tell us about your cookbooks. We'll make sure that you, we have those links on the, on the website in the episode notes. And I'd love for people to know that they can, uh, they can cook like Brian.
2: <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So we, I, we have two books. Um, the first one I wrote w- with Michael is called Bold Inc. And that's like a little bit more of a professional view into, you know, what we do in our restaurants. Um, and that was back in 2011 when we launched that book. And then more recently, I have a rest, I have a book called uh, Home. And those recipes, and that was released uh, about two years ago or three years ago. Those recipes are a little bit more um, about me cooking at home, and so it's categorized by actual days that I'm off of work, uh, like oh, Super fun. Bowl Sunday, yeah, um, Thanksgiving, Feast of Seven Fishes. So wow. those recipes are and Sunday suppers, of course, and so. We'll find there, especially like during times like this recipes that you can, they take a little bit of time because it's a chef's point of view and like yeah. how we do things, but yet they're all achievable, um, by a, by a home cook for sure.
0: By a novice um, like me,
2: huh? And, and right now is the time for people to take cookbooks, open them up and, and try new recipes and try new things in your kitchen. I encourage people to, to cook more, especially now, um, you know, despite the fact that we would all love to welcome you back to our restaurants sooner and later, Um, the only thing that scares me though is that people at home are gonna become better cooks and chefs than us. (laughs) That's the only thing that worries me about this whole thing.
0: (laughs) One dish. They can do like one
2: so damn good that they're gonna be like, you know what? I don't need that guy anymore. uh,
0: I don't think you have anything to worry about, Brian.
2: (laughs) So we need to get back to normal soon. So that way people don't get good at what they do at home. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I ask. Brian,
1: have you (laughs) ever different kind of at home ever with your up until now i'm sorry have you ever had this many dinners at home with your family around a table no i have not
2: and actually you know i was just watching um i actually watched tom on an instagram live last night he was like you know and and we do the same thing there's formality towards dinner now you know so like we're all busy all you know all day long so breakfast is kind of haphazard and so is lunch but we're all sitting together as a family um, and my my parents actually live, you know, with me, you know, on the property of a separate house. And and so we all get together for dinner. And it's just like when I was growing up, like 5 30, 6 o'clock, we're having dinner. And that's not normal for me. Cause I'm always cooking for you. I'm cooking yeah. for people, you know, in, in the restaurants. I've never been home for so many dinners and I need to uh I need to cut down on it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yesterday like, was my 40 you know, dinner. We're cooking
2: so much food like last night we did You know, for for Cinco de Mayo, like, you know, carne asada tacos and like this big spread and there's stuff everywhere. I'm like, I don't cook like this every day, you know, at home. And so it's been a lot of fun, but, and and I'll miss it when we go back to normal. I really will, because the the time that we spent, you know, cooking food at home has been really special, but I want to get back to cooking professionally too.
1: I think the world's going to change. But I think yeah. it already has. We'll have kids in the restaurant. They'll be eating with them because we're gonna miss it too much. You yeah, know? it's
0: definitely. Changed. You know, it's not, I'm I, I'm not gonna have that. <laughs> I only have dogs, Brian. I'm gonna puppies. miss it. <laughs> I All right, my labs in my bag.
1: <laughs> so, Brian, are you gonna tell us did you win this season or what? Yeah, give us a uh, dirt. No, I
2: can't do that. I get sued for a lot of money.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I try. I try to slip it in there with a the little tequila with a little
0: mezcal. Nice so try, let's, though. Let, so where, where would I this would, week, just catch um, this? Where, where, where we are they watching and what are
2: they
0: watching? Wars, yeah, tell us, tell us the it's time sort of and where. just a
2: milestone. You know, in Top Chef world, if you've been a competitor, to reach that far, you're like, all right, I've, I've made it to Restaurant Wars. Like, it's kind of a good thing, you know? Um, and so this will be my third time opening a restaurant in 24 hours on Top Chef. So Ooh. this will be a fun one.
1: That's this week, right? So
2: too. I think they've added on an extra half an hour just because they, it's that much chaos involved. They need to capture every bit of it, right?
0: Everyone, all your blood, sweat, and tears.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, all of it.
0: <laughs> so we're getting, so our listeners can catch you on Bravo, right?
2: Cop it's on, on, Bravo, on Bravo. Yep. Yeah. So Bravo, it's uh, ten nine central is when. Uh, when it airs, look um, at those media Thursday. dollars well
0: spent. That media training. When's that show, Brian?
2: <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit of media training.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it shows.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: Cheers, Gina. You,
2: you got to keep up, Gina. What you come
0: in a minute? I know. Cheers. Come on, you got to keep it going. It All is right. funny when we have celebrities or chefs. Period on the show. How much more we drink, especially when we're together. Like when Gina and I are doing the right. show together. It is amazing how much more we drink. I just gave a, um, we were just- uh, I've just we- slowed
2: down the rest of your day for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys That's will awesome. be taking siestas are gonna be happening because of Mezcal today.
1: <laughs> Brian, I cleaned a dry storage today. You would have been real proud. What happened? I cleaned our dry storage today. You would have been real proud. Oh, you did? Nice, yeah, you organized each it. Each and all, labeled out completely clean <laughs> everything's Can labeled I down there and that. be a
2: guest like i want to come down and like cook at a stove that's right right you got something going on down there i mean tell me what are you doing at buffalo right now um, yeah what are you we're doing to go? we're
1: open for pick you want to oh my god do you want to do breakfast sandwiches for really? just a sun yeah just for like a saturday
0: sunday pickup just for fun people would freak out yeah like, you guys, okay, so this is really honestly, listeners, this is all coming together, right? It would be great if you did like a um, kind of a, uh, maybe we tie it into, you know, a kind of a give or something. Okay. Yeah, That's have a, good a celebrity. Idea. Yeah. Do, uh, we can
1: talk about that for sure. I'm into
0: that. Yeah.
2: This just happened right here, right now. It did, this is right? real.
0: This yeah. is not it's not fake, it's not bullshit. This is on. like, I, it would be really awesome if we could do, I'm like, super maybe we busy
2: did- right now. I don't know if I could fit it in my calendar, yeah. so we'll have to figure it out, okay? And then, and then after, you can probably organize a
1: walk-in <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> all right, I have one question. I got a question, right? You. Okay. It's all okay, you, here's, Gina. Here's my question. So in this day and age of your daughter identifying herself with a spirited animal, and she really identifies herself with, um, you know, I, I don't even know, like a llama. And she's like, oh, I'm just like a llama. I'm fuzzy yeah. and warm, and I spit on people. <laughs> If you can identify yourself as an ingredient, what would that ingredient be, and why?
2: Well, so it's very true that my daughter identifies herself as a llama. <laughs> it's happening. And my other daughter identifies herself as a malicorn, which I had no idea existed. That's what is unicorn. that? What is that? You don't know that yet?
1: Malicorn, hmm. is that the cat unicorn?
2: A malicorn is a unicorn with wings. Oh. oh Girls. Malicorn oh, is oh, a unicorn with wings. Oh, Alicorn! I'm sorry. An Alicorn is a unicorn with wings.
1: Okay. An alicorn. Still didn't know it. Yeah, me neither. And so let's
2: get back to the ingredient. So me is yeah. an ingredient. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Your spirit ingredient.
2: My spirit ingredient.
1: Yeah. Anything. It Could be anything. Could be what, what. But I'm having a bad day popcorn. with
2: an onion because I'm gonna make it cry. Oh.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> what
0: was it?
2: Hey, and and on a good day is a lime because uh you, know, you know, on a bad day a lime. Any know. kind of
0: onion? Any particular kind of onion? What's that? On a uh, onion? Any particular kind of onion?
2: Oh no, just just an onion will make your make your ass cry. <laughs> That's all.
1: <laughs> uh, on that note, Louise. Yes, it's time. time I'm to it's time to zoom out. Oh, good oh. lord. Oh. <laughs> Cheers, Brian. Thanks for being on the show. Brian, I'll get on it. Thank you. Bye.
2: Can't wait to come drink with you soon. The
0: Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. To learn more about HCOA or to find out about Missing Link's other podcasts, head over to missinglink.company. That's MissingLink.com.